What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Around the Rink. Tonight is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. And this is episode number 42. My name is Dan Rice. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you listen to this live, that's awesome. If you listen to this in the future, that's also awesome. We appreciate you so much. Uh, we might have a special guest stop by tonight. We might not. So we'll keep that... Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll see uh, how the night goes. Uh, fingers crossed, everybody out there, and maybe that'll happen. Um, thanks to everybody that tuned into the last episode. We didn't have a guest. It was just uh, myself and Allie. We talked about um, all the happenings in the PWHL up until that point. I guess so. It was like the first 14, 17 days of 17 days of, of the, the year, and uh, a lot of games went on. A lot of stuff back and forth. We had. Great talk about Ali had great experience going to the game live. Uh, we answered a bunch of questions, so that was all cool. Uh, I mentioned this last time as well. I'm going to probably have to keep mentioning it for a while, I guess. Um, but if you like listening to us on Apple Music, you have to search for the Ice Garden again and kind of resubscribe. Uh, we have an updated link that has all of our shows. The old one, uh, for some reason, stopped uploading them after the... Uh, November 23rd or 29th episode. So um, I don't know if you're how that uh, if if people are not, like listening here are going to go back and listen to it there. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this to the right audience, but no, nevertheless, I wanted to put it out there. I tweeted it out, so hopefully everybody figures that out. Um, I messaged a couple people whose relatives maybe might listen to the show. Shout out Grandma Karen uh up in up in canada our friend tara hoffman um hopefully she's been able to hear these episodes i don't know if, if apple music is her uh her uh venue of choice i guess or or avenue of choice to, to listen to these but we love everybody listening to them no matter how you listen to it uh play it for your yourself you know listen to us and then uh play it for your your dog or your cat when you go out to work later on tomorrow or the next day or whatever uh we'll take as many uh streams uh plays as, as we can get uh enough rambling for myself uh welcome back to the show my co-host ali morris she once scored a goal in a game uh she also once stopped marie Philippe plan on a breakaway uh sells houses pretty good at it from what i hear uh everybody i talk to says the vibes are immaculate uh, she coaches about 57 hockey teams in the minnesota area uh, and is a potato connoisseur of uh, any variety of potatoes. Uh, Ali Morris, how are you doing on this wonderful Wednesday night? That was quite the intro. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. It's warm, I would say, in Minnesota. We didn't have any sun, but we'll take some warmth in January. So it's pretty good. It's going well. Okay. Yeah, we've had uh, here in, in New Jersey, we had snow over the weekend, uh, a little bit on and off, uh, really cold. And then today, pretty much all the snow is gone. It's like 40 degrees out. It's been raining since about two, three o'clock. So um, all the, the snow is cleared up. And more importantly, hopefully all the salt is gone off the roads. Um, I hate getting salt on the windshield. Uh, I have a thing with my windshield wipers where I, I can't, uh, every time I put fluid in it, Drains out pretty much the next day. Um, haven't gotten it fixed, so I just don't put fluid in my thing. I just kind of carry around a water bottle. Um, 
it doesn't work too well when it's frozen though. So, uh, <laughs> these are things that we have to battle sometimes in life. Uh, but, uh, it's great to be back with you this week. Uh, as I said, we might have a special guest, we might not. If not, we'll keep this pretty short. We'll just, uh, chit chat for a little while. We'll answer some questions and then, uh, call it a night. Uh, but thanks to Allie for joining the show again. Thanks as always to Mike Murphy, our leader over at the ice garden. Um, he makes sure that everything is running smoothly and, and um, sharply and, and obviously a lot going on with the PWHL season just kicking off and uh, college hockey in full swing. Congratulations to uh, um, who won the bean pop last night. It was Northeastern. Oh, I'm the worst. I have no idea. I think it was Northeastern. I believe that's what I saw. Um, also, congratulations to former guest Ivo Mochak. His team won the championship over in China. Had an undefeated perfect season through the regular season and the playoffs. Um, that doesn't happen too often in, in really any sport. Um, it, some of the games, it seemed like the, the scores were a, a bit lopsided. I saw a lot of 8-1 to one and 10-2 to two kind of games. But, uh, you know, towards the end, obviously playoffs, other teams are really good too. Uh, a lot a lot closer the scores looked like they were. Uh, so congrats to him and, and the team. Uh, Nora Ratu was the goaltending coach, I believe, over there. Uh, yep. Connection that Evo had from getting her over to the Riveters in the season that, that didn't have obviously happen. Uh, Mintu Twelman also over over there on that team. Uh, a couple of other North American players whose names are escaping me at the moment, but um, good for them. Congratulations to them. Uh, thanks to everybody over at the Ice Garden. As I mentioned, you know, doing great work covering the PWHL. Uh, we have a couple of new podcasts uh, just just dropped uh, the other day. Alyssa and, and Maya dropped. Uh, they're doing kind of like a, a short recap of the PWHL season. So if you're subscribed to the Ice Garden podcasts or uh, I guess the Ice Garden website where you get all of our stories in your inbox, you'll know about that. Uh, podcast, you'll know about it when they put the article out that says, hey, we got this podcast that we just recorded and um, here's the link to check it out. So uh, thanks to all of them and, and congratulations to Alyssa and Maya on the, the new pod. And thanks as always to our producer, Kelly, who uh, I give her the link. She puts it in the machine and all of a sudden a lot more people can listen to us. So super grateful and thankful for, for that. Um, technology is weird. We had an issue where it didn't upload right away. Um, and it was kind of one of those things, I guess, where you have to like pull the plug out and plug it back in and it worked um, as far as I understand. So uh, grateful to Kelly and everybody that helps out with those things. Um, <clears throat> last week, we talked about the PWHL standings um, after two and a half weeks, I guess, or two weeks and a couple of days. Um, obviously, only a week has passed by, so not that much is going to change. The order of the teams is pretty much around the same, but it's, uh, Minnesota and Montreal are, are currently up at the top. Uh, Minnesota, I believe, has 12 points heading into tonight's games. Tonight, again, Wednesday the 24th. Uh, Minnesota has 12 points leading the way, and Montreal has 10 points right behind them. As luck would have it, those two teams are currently playing one another. Uh, Allie, are you watching the game? You have it on in the background? Yes. And how is the, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the game while it's live. I don't know if they're copyright infringement or anything like that, but uh, what, what, uh, what, uh, what's the score look like? It's still early on, just started. 
Uh, first is almost over. It's one nothing Montreal. It went in on a weird tip, but Minnesota's mostly been controlling the game. Okay, and uh, who started in goal tonight for Minnesota? Uh, we got Hensley in net for Minnesota, and we have Elaine Truly actually in net for Montreal, oh. which. I- like I've been living under a rock. Apparently, this is not her first start. Yeah, I had seen she had a, a, a start uh, earlier. You know, I guess over the last two weeks and one, obviously. So good to see her get a, a second chance. She had a really good save percentage. I was looking at the right before we came on. I looked at the the goaltending leaders, and she was you know only one game, obviously, but um, nice nice high save percentage. We loved seeing that. Um, Hensley having a great season so far, right? It's tied for the league lead, I think, in, in wins. Um, kind of business as usual for her, right? You're obviously very familiar with her and her game. Uh, I actually really haven't seen her play much, but yeah, she's been playing really well. Um, clearly, they've been pretty comfortable also playing Rooney. I think she's got two or three starts. Um, but I mean, goaltending, not an issue for Minnesota. Yeah, it's. A luxury that not every team has, uh, as we'll kind of get into here in a second. Uh, Montreal right behind them. That, that was the team that – so this game is in Montreal, right? And you saw the game you were at was Montreal at Minnesota, correct? Uh, and it is, again, uh, Montreal at Minnesota. Oh, oh, the game's in Minnesota today. Oh, yep. okay. And how come you're not at the game? It's a match of Minnesota's home opener, yep. How come you're not at the game? <laughs> Uh, Brennan is out of town for work. He's, uh, Hockey Day Minnesota is this weekend. So he's up in Warroad. Um, and he's usually the one that says, hey, let's get some tickets. Let's go. But, uh, we have a couple, what am I trying to say? A couple of tickets to a couple games next month. Down the road. Okay. Cool. Cool. So the game you were at, obviously we talked about last week was record setting crowd. What does the crowd look like? Tonight, that game was a weekend game, correct? And this is a weeknight, middle of the week, too. As you said, the weather is not as Minnesota as usual, but um, what's the crowd look like there tonight? It looks pretty good. Um, the side where the cameras are is not as full, which makes sense. It's the last that they'll open, but there are people sitting on that side, which I think is different than some of the week day games like last week for example okay yeah so that's that's probably a thing where they open up more seats as as they need fit need see need fit right like uh yeah Yeah, like we got into the top 200 level for home opener but yeah yep open up as it as it sells yeah so that's that that makes sense and and it's good for that again weeknights tough tough sell these games weren't like um, on anybody's radar until like what a month and a half ago. So um, to be able to bring any kind of crowd in is great. Um, I saw a thing earlier, and obviously there's there's been more games since then. I, from a couple of days ago, um, the PWHL has has accumulated something like uh, sixty five thousand fans or whatever whatever the number was, and uh, Minnesota had basically like half of that in their their home games. Um, so that's great to see. Obviously, not every team has played the same amount of home games. I know there was one game that was postponed. Uh, so all those kind of things, different factor in. But uh, great to see the support of, of Minnesota. Um, as I said last week, I think I said it on here. If, if not, I'll, I'll no problem saying it again. They should have put the New York team in, in I think, the Buffalo area um, because it's a hard 
it's a hard draw to, to get people to go to games out here. But um, right behind Montreal is Ottawa and, and New York slash Connecticut slash Long Island uh, team. They both have eight points heading into tonight. Uh, Ottawa uh, started a new goalie tonight, but that didn't last too long, as we've seen. Uh, Sandra Abstrider got hurt, right? Um, so that's that's never great to see. Did, did, did you see any replays of that? Um, in our TIG Slack, uh, Alyssa did send a little, what is it? Uh, it was actually a tweet from, was it Boston that scored? Right. Okay. Um, it looked like uh, kind of a routine harmless save, but you can kind of see, I think it's probably right groin. Um, but nevertheless, never fun. Groin injuries are not usually cut and dry they're usually pretty lingery yeah that's that's something that like especially for goaltenders important um important to have your groins functioning correctly but um and it's like kind of one of those things where you can probably slightly hurt it and and maybe play through it like manage it right it's it's not something that you know typically could keep somebody out or, or something some a, a goaltender can typically play through but maybe shouldn't yeah, and there's obviously, like you said, very different severities of it, but it usually you tweak it. Sometimes it can bruise up and do not fun things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that usually indicate not great things. But, um, I mean, if it's not that bad, you can usually have it wrapped and play through it. But I, there, it's all, each time is usually so different that it's hard to know. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I did see that uh, uh, Rachel McQuig, who's the third goaltender, is now suited up and on the bench. Um, so that's a good thing that they have the third goaltenders um, in the building able to do that, like those kind of things. Somebody that the team actually knows, it's not like the Zamboni driver or anything like that. <laughs> or Fuji, you know, just hanging out. Uh, Fuji seems to be like the e-bug for everybody these days. But, um, <laughs> and that's awesome for her. I'm not, I'm not saying that like jokingly. Uh, but we, we wish uh, Sandra all the best. Hopefully it's it's minor and just kind of taken out as a precaution and something that she, it's not going to like uh, ruin her whole season. Um, I've, I've often wondered, um, and you kind of went through it, like, cause, cause you were still playing during COVID. Like, does that throw off everybody's routines? Like this season started later than a lot of these players are used to their hockey season starting. Do you think that affects how, how players are playing? We see some players are struggling. Other players obviously aren't. Um, do you think it's, it's an, a, it's a, a, a something that factors into to those, um, whether it's, uh, performances on the score sheet or injuries, those kind of things. Like, do you think it has any type of even maybe little effect? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of players ended up training harder for longer than they would um, if they knew they weren't going to be playing in the fall and they weren't going to start games until 2024. Um, so, you know, if they were playing in the PWHPA or the PHF, you know, our, their seasons ended before April, let's just say. Um, so, you know, you're training almost off season hard into like October almost versus August. Right. Um, 
So people's bodies could be under a lot of duress. But then you had people like Sandy, who I think was in Germany for a while, playing with her national team instead of like being at home and just training like it was off season. So, you know, this was a really weird year, obviously, but I think a lot of people's bodies could have been, you know, maybe worked a little harder for longer than it would normally. Yeah. I, I thought about that, you know, especially with the, uh, during COVID with, with the bubble and everything, like that was one of the things I thought about and it ended up not mattering because it only lasted seven days or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> we were there for 14 days. 14. It was a lot of 14 days. It was almost the full 16. I think we were supposed to be yeah. there. Hey, uh, happy anniversary to the first, Toronto six game was yesterday, uh, whatever year it was, um, 2021, I guess it was. Um, that was the, I came up in my kind of memories as triple header today, kick off the, the uh, NWHL season. And it was Toronto's, obviously their first game, that their, their first season. Um, obviously that, that didn't go well for anybody. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's something. Um, yeah. I, Hopefully, again, hopefully for for Sandra, it's it's nothing serious. I I did forget she was playing uh, overseas, so at least she was in some probably sort of game shape for when sure. she had to go to camp and and all that and kind of get to know everybody. Um, so we wish her all the best. Hopefully, uh, she's back in action as soon as possible. Uh, mentioned New York, uh, Jay Downey Landry, who I thought was one of the more phenomenal players in the PHF last season with the Montreal Force. Uh, had a hat trick for New York this week. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, bottom of the standings, we got Boston and Toronto. Uh, fit to be tied with five points each. Obviously, Boston played a, a little fewer games than I think some of the other teams. Uh, I see they've only played four games heading into tonight and obviously playing tonight. So, um, But you look at some of the, the names on those rosters and you're like, wow, like, and I remember seeing in our, our Slack on, on uh, TIG, like, everybody was burying Minnesota, and I thought Minnesota was going to be, like, the worst team in the world. And, and you know, here I look, and, like, Toronto's on the bottom and Minnesota's on the top. Uh, interesting that, like, those teams are having, especially, again, small sample size, but Boston only four games heading into tonight, and they only had ten goals. And it's like, how is that possible? Like, you look at some of the names on, on, on that, that roster, and then Toronto – Seven games, twelve goals, um, and you know it's and I guess media wise, they'll always be like, oh, well, you know, the goaltender's got to got to step up and make saves, but the goaltender can't stop everything. Like you got to score too. Like you got to help them out. Um, have you seen anything with those teams where it's like, so maybe it's just chemistry, or, or you know, again, maybe the the weird kind of off season and training. Um, that that would say like they you know they're they're that far off from the other teams, or they'll they'll probably get it figured out right. Like, I mean, like you said, with the caliber of players that they have, you would imagine they'll get it figured out. They've got, I mean, nobody doesn't have high end elite talent, but I mean, like you said, you look at the roster on paper alone, and you're like, holy crap! Like they're going to be good. Um, I don't know if there's really anything in particular that really stands out why they're kind of struggling, but um, I haven't, those are probably two of the teams I've seen the least. Um, but I mean, you've got leaders in both of those rooms that I feel like even off the ice, they're, 
you know, trying to figure out, all right, you know, we've got some time, but we don't have forever. Like, yeah. what do we got to do? Turn it around. Yeah. And, and hey, like there's, the six teams, right? So like everybody's really good too. And they're, they're pros and they're trying. It's like, I go through that a lot with like with the devils, uh, New Jersey devils, Twitter. It's like, um, it, sometimes they have to remind fans, like, you know, like the other team has pros too, and they're trying, right? Like, it's not like they're just going to go out and dominate just because, you know, their record is better than this other team at this particular point in time or, or, you know, who's in and out of the lineup. Like these guys are pros too. Like, same thing goes in this league. Like, yeah, everybody's got good players, and um, somebody's got to be at the top. Somebody's got to be be at the bottom. But I would I would assume they they get their shit together. I saw uh, Mueller scored her first goal tonight, so um, that's something Boston obviously needs to get going. I don't think Knight has any goals either. So, uh, and that I guess what it's just got to be is you know there are people who are big names on paper just got to start putting the stats up. yeah and and it could be sometimes too where like everybody's looking at night and and mueller probably to an extent too and by you know take us to the promised land like we'll you know we'll, we'll do everything we need to, to do to ride shotgun but like you're the, the the big ticket um not that these other players aren't good as well but like those are the, the driving forces you expect and um when it doesn't happen right away it, it again they only play four games heading into tonight so um, I'm sure they'll get it together for, for, uh, New York, going back to them, New York, Connecticut, Long Island, uh, whichever you want to call them. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex Carpenter leading the league uh, again, you know, early, early in the season, she's got eight points. I'm sure, uh, I, I think I saw a couple of bunch of players right behind with seven points, but, uh, Carpy leading the way. Um, she's been doing it for, it seems like forever. Like, um, and I feel like maybe I've, known about her longer because obviously her, who her dad is and um, he being a former devil, I'm very familiar with him. Kind of remember seeing her around in, in on videotapes is how old I am. Uh, videotapes and DVDs like championship uh, DVDs and stuff like that. When they show like the family things. Um, and then obviously I got to interview her and cover her for a little while uh, when she was with Boston pride. Um, when she came back to New Jersey, um, you play against her, which was, was see somebody, I know Providence in BC, right? They, they play every now and then. Yeah. Three times a year and then possibly five. If you play them in a best of three playoff series, very fun. Um, so Carpy is my birth year. I think, uh, we were on the same team for national camp a few years in a row. Um, I skated with the under 18 national team for just a hot second. They were dealing with an injury. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of Alex Carpenter. Uh, she went to BC actually a year early. I don't think she was supposed to go when I was a senior in high school, but she ended up getting out there early. And I, I want to say she was there for five years, but I don't know – Oh, you know what? I think there was an Olympics. Yeah, I, I think that. she played in the Olympics in the middle of the, that, right? And they get like the whole year So then, yeah, she was <laughs> she was there my whole four years, even though she was there a year early. Uh, so yeah, a lot of Alex Carpenter at Boston College. Uh, <laughs> like, obviously, supremely talented player. What do you think are some of her best assets? Like, I think of her like scoring. It's it's kind of always around the net, but like as a goaltender. Where do you think she's kind of most dangerous? 
Yeah, I think she just kind of has a nose for the right place to be. Um, she's definitely not a flashy player by any means, other than she gets it done. Um, it's not like she has like this giant slap shot or anything like that, but I think she's just got a head for the game. Um, she finds herself in a good spot. Obviously, we've seen her shoot too. Um, but I, I just think she's just a really well-rounded hockey player. Um, I don't even know that I can pinpoint one thing in particular with her, honestly. Yeah, just really good at everything. Um, like I said, I kind of always remember her kind of sharking around the, the, the net, around the, the sides of the crease, even behind the net. Um, and, and I also think of her kind of her shooting off the rush, uh, whether it's a two-on-one or three-on-two, uh, just kind of always – she she's her shot able uh, is able to find a way it seems like more times than not and um, just to to finish that whole conference thing up I actually interviewed her brother too uh, he he attended a couple of development camps with the Devils um, so I got to interview him uh, again like really kind of surreal interviewing like two kids of a guy who I watched playing for the Devils and uh, remember coaching the Devils as well like. Uh, and then they both kind of were here playing in New Jersey for reasons. Uh, pretty neat. Um, Schroeder, uh, Corinne Schroeder with New York also has uh, three wins. We mentioned Hensley before there. They're up at the top uh, of the goaltender. No real surprise there, right? Is there anybody that stuck out goaltending-wise where you're like, hmm, I thought they'd be better or, or I thought they'd uh, this person would, would uh, play more games? Uh, Frankel sticks out to me at first, um, just with how Boston is struggling. I know she's a smaller goaltender, but some of the goals that have been going in, teams have really been taking advantage of her size. Um, so I guess maybe not necessarily that I thought she'd be playing better because she's letting in bad goals, but, um, teams are really <laughs> honing in on that weakness that obviously she cannot change about herself yeah and like you said this everybody's really good at this level right there's only six teams so the the parody is is kind of like everybody's gonna be really good probably and you know it's, they're all not gonna have the same record like there's obviously gonna be ups and downs um but yeah it's uh interesting interesting so far like i said i thought from the the chatter um uh, that that minnesota would not be where they are but again it's, it's early um, but like you said, it, it goes really fast, right? Was, what are you playing? 24 games. Um, some teams have played at least seven games already. That's – I'm not very good at math, but that's that's almost like one-third of the way, a little bit more. Oh, yep, almost. So that, that's – it's going to go fast. There is going to be a break for, for the Worlds, right, I think, and, and yep. for some other uh, – the NHL All-Star and for their All-Star thing. Um, no surprise, the players that they that were announced that are headed to the NHL All Star Weekend in Toronto. Um, I don't think any of those names caught anybody off guard. <laughs> um, but I also wonder, like, I know they probably would never say it publicly, and I don't blame them if they wouldn't. Um, but like at some point, they got to be just like, we just want to play our season, and just just like let's just get the season over with, and and then kind of resettle and, and figure things out to have like a normal season because they're really pushing a lot of stuff into into one can right I, I, as a as a player I'm, I'm a you know would you 
rather have the extra time off or would you rather, you know, see some of the players, but not everybody kind of get paraded out there like that? Yeah, I mean, the general vibe that I've caught over the however many years I've been involved is like, nobody really wants to go. I think people would rather have that time off, but obviously it's a big fan engagement. Like people understand it's big for the game and all of that stuff. But I think if you asked any of them in a room, plead the fifth, whatever, like they would say that they'd probably rather. Truth serum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, I see we, I, we did, oh, I'll say we, but I did a bad journalism job. Uh, we had Fundy on. I should have asked like, you, you, did you really want to go down and go play in the ECHL all-star game? Like, would you not have rather just taken the weekend off? Cause she's always like kind of hurt and banged up. And, um, but also at the same time, like a phenomenal ambassador for the game, like, uh, but like her and Dempsey to go down there in the middle of the season, I think it was like on a Monday or something like that. Like, yep. um, I, I often wonder if it's like, um, for people that don't follow random weird sports, you've probably never heard of, but she did make the U S bandy national team and they'll be going to play in like a four nations cup in at the end of March in Sweden. Okay, okay. That's the, the game you were talking about in our TIG Slack? Yes. And it's called Bandy, right? It's, it is um, a game played on skates on a sheet of ice that's about the size of a soccer field, um, played with, like, a broom ball, but with field hockey sticks and a net that's, we'll just call it a broom ball size. I don't really know. And if we know anything about Allie Dunstrom, she's probably really, really good at it and hyper competitive as well. So, always. <laughs> um, so, you know, she's going to give it her all. That's awesome that she gets to kind of, you said it's over in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had to give her some crap the other day. I was like, oh, so, you know, you went to Sweden for fun and now you're going back again six months later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice life she's got going on over there. Uh, I guess things worked out okay for her not playing in uh, professional hockey anymore. Uh, yeah, she's still hitting the grind, just different, different type. Yeah, a little, little bit more methodical and, and able to kind of do stuff that she wants to do short, more, more so, I guess. Um, so that, that's great to hear. Uh, but yeah, we should have asked if, if she really wanted to go down to the ECHL All-Star game. I can't imagine, like, in the middle of the season, it's like, come on, like, really? Like, even though. You right. said huge honor, but if you give them like true serum, I, I think we we can figure that out. Um, does not look like our guest is going to be able to make it. I haven't gotten a message one way or the other, but um, not here yet. So we'll just kind of roll along. We have some some uh, some fan questions that came in. Uh, Michelle J asked, "Pretend the PWHL is expanding next season, and you're in charge of planning it." What city are you putting a team in and why? And what colors are you assigning the team? Can do name logo for extra credit too. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you asked for some some advice. I think you were asking for it privately and then it ended up coming out publicly. Is that yeah. It? Yep. It turned into his answer instead of secretly his answer masked as my yes, answer. Yes. <laughs> See, I... 
it's really good. We're, we've been doing this for a while. I kind of, and I kind of feel like I kind of know your personality a little bit. That's the way I read it too. And then it was like, and I'm at work and then like I finished work and I, I look at my phone and I'm like, did he just like blast his answer that she was looking for? Like privately out to everybody. Um, and you get after, you know, I, he drove out to world today. So that was like a six plus hour drive. And then I think things start up tomorrow so they probably spent all day so he probably wasn't even thinking he just said all right here yeah you go. <laughs> he just said hey i got tagged this let me reply real quick before uh, before i get back on the road here um i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of piggyback off of one of his answers i love the, the the idea of the team in pittsburgh uh with the black and gold you have to stay with that's that whole city's theme color it just feels like and all those pro teams wear black and gold so uh keep it rolling you would, I would assume they're going to play in that Penguins practice facility, at least at first, uh, which is in uh, Cranberry, a suburb where the NWHL uh, second All-Star game was that I, I ended up going out there for. Um, shout out to the NWHL. They actually put me up in the hotel that, that time. Uh, the one that was in Boston didn't quite go as planned, but that's a story for another show. Um, but yeah, so that, that, uh, facility in, in Pittsburgh is, is awesome. Um, and the Penguins, it, it feels like they've been like, they've been really flirting with women's hockey for a long time. And they just haven't, they just kind of like dipping their, their toe in the, the pool, I guess, so to speak. And um, they're not really just diving all in. Um, I thought for sure they were going to be a part of this, this league. That's PWHL now that's going on. We reported that as, uh, you know, early or late as, you know, the end of the, it was like April, uh, end of April, beginning of May, uh, when I was maybe I think it was that was one of the shows I did from the state while at, at Prudential Center. Uh, <laughs> but Pittsburgh makes a lot of sense. Um, I also got to agree with, with what he said. Uh, you have to have a team like, and Pittsburgh is I don't know it's it's closer to Minnesota, but not really. But like you have to have a team closer to Minnesota, I think, and. Uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, something around Detroit, like something around those parts feels like it makes a lot of sense. Um, Milwaukee, I think would be, uh, isn't the, the, uh, the admirals are there, right? Um, so that's, that's kind of that natural partnership right there. Um, and then you build up that Minnesota, Wisconsin rivalry, which doesn't need any building. I'm sure. (laughs) No, after the Vikings didn't make the playoffs, how everybody felt about the Packers playing the next week. It, well, it, it stinks, right? Like when your team is out and one of your rival teams is still playing in whatever sport it is, football, basketball, uh, hockey, uh, like one of your rival teams is still playing and like you'll watch the playoffs because you're a fan, but you're also kind of like hate watching. Um, I, I like to say like you're, you're, you're actively <laughs> hating against Team X because you don't like them, and it's like you're not just enjoying it for enjoying it. Like hard when other team scores. What's that? You just sell it really hard when the other team yeah, scores. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, I'm sure there was a little bit of people celebrating at, at some uh, adult establishments on Saturday night when the Packers lost, and in in your neck of the woods in, in Minnesota, I'm sure people were like, "Ah." Eh, F those guys. Like, if we ain't winning, they ain't winning. We're taking you with us, even though we didn't really take you with us. But, like, you don't want to see your rival win. Like, I I grew up, uh, you know, big football fan, and, like, the Giants finally win. 
And then it was like the Redskins one, which they're now the, the Washington Commanders. You can't say that anymore. Sorry. Um, but And then Dallas won, and then Dallas won again. And it was like, man, like, I didn't even enjoy it for like a second. Like, and like, now our biggest rivals are winning the Super Bowls too. It's like, but they, those two teams, they haven't won since. So I guess there's that. But, um, you know, I, I do that in hockey. Like, you know, the team that I cover is out and their rival, you know, or whoever beats them goes on. Like, I don't want to see those guys win. Like, <laughs> heck no. what's that? I said, heck yeah, no. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, maybe you find like, uh, this, this player used to play here. Like you, you, there's always those stories in the playoffs, uh, uh, other players that you can root for if your team's not in it. But, um, I think that, Wisconsin, Minnesota makes so much sense. It's almost shocking that it didn't happen already or hasn't happened already at the right because all the iterations of these pro leagues. Has there been any teams and pro teams in Wisconsin? Not to my knowledge, right? Oh, not there. Not Michigan. Not Illinois. Even I think maybe like a P Dub pub, but. No official teams. Yeah, and and for uh, Wisconsin, for the colors, um, you know, the natural would be to go probably red and white, like uh, um, Wisconsin Badgers, maybe to kind of maybe align with them. Um, I I I would like to see something different, like um, maybe some kind of like orange and sky blue or something like that, or. Oh, that's got to go to Michigan. <laughs> but just, you know, something I feel like there's too many of the 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 PWHL teams right now. Like they sort of look similar it's, and with no logos, you know, it's, it's for the casual observer. It can be maybe challenging to distinguish which team is which. It's like, OK, this team is the green team and that team is the blue team. And that team is the, the team. <laughs> And there's a couple of red teams yep. <laughs> um, of, of kind of varying shades. And it's like, we know they're not the same shade, but it's just kind of in passing. They, they do kind of, Without a logo, it kind of looks the same. Uh, yeah. Any? Uh, do you want to add any other? Have you come up with any of your other, any other choices aside from, from those two? I, I think another, um, you know, East Coast, uh, I would have probably, again, not put the team in New York. I said put it in Buffalo. You could have put that team in Philly or somewhere in Pennsylvania, and, and I think it would have been wildly successful, especially the Philly area because Philly Philly fans show up. Like, they show up. Yeah. And they go hardcore. And like, arena football, they go out and they go hardcore. And it's like, um, it's it's in, in a lot of ways envious of that, that town and, and the way that their fans buy in. Um, not a big fan of any of those teams, really, <laughs> but I do respect, I respect them and, and what they're all about. And like, and I, you know, at the end of the day, like it, it's sports is supposed to be for the most part enjoyable. And like those rivalries are kind of, you know, you have memories over them and those kind of things. And like, uh, Giants, Eagles, Devils, Flyers, like those are just like huge rivalries for me that I've just kind of always grown up with. And, um, that's hopefully what this league can end up creating with, with the teams. Again, there's only six teams now, but um, hopefully it sticks around long enough and, and 10 years from now it's doubled. Like, And you, you can build those um, geographical re, uh, rivalries. And then, you know, 
rivalries also form from playoffs where it's like you get your ass beat by the same team two, three years in a row. There's going to be some natural hate like uh, uh, yes. Boston Pride, Minnesota Whitecaps. They weren't very fond of one another uh, for, for no. a little while there. Um, you both feel like you should have won that that, uh, that regular season that got canceled, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. Don't ask someone from each team that are in the same room yeah. that question. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> everybody make a note. We have to remember to kind of do that down. Somewhere down the line, we'll, 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 hopefully that'll, that'll be able to manifest itself. <laughs> uh, do you have any, I think I just cut you off, but did, I, did you have any other uh, suggestions, places? Not entirely. I really think Milwaukee would be a good spot. I think Wisconsin is dying for more women's hockey. Um, and then Michigan, I still think it's bizarre. They have zero division one hockey programs. That's weird. Um, so give them a little something, something over there of high level women's hockey. But I, I don't know. Colors. I mean, like Milwaukee specifically, like the Brewers and the Admirals are both like blue and yellow, which I don't think is really something we've seen a lot in women's hockey together. Um, so that could be cool. Kind of stay away from the Madison vibe if you're in Milwaukee. Um, and I guess you could do a little Caesars thing in Michigan. I don't know. I, I like it, I think, but also, eh. yeah, no, I, I get that. And, um, just, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next, thanks MJ for the question. Uh, we'll move on to the next one real quick. Uh, you know, the area of, more than I do. What about Iowa? I know the the Wild have their minor league team there. Um, I look at the like I could. I'm gonna say somebody's name, and and if you don't know who she is, just you, I'm, I would be surprised. But Caitlin Clark, the success uh, story that she is, uh, basketball player for the Iowa Hawkeyes college. Um, she's a huge deal, and I see like the crowds that she's drawn. Um, and that's remarkable. And obviously she's kind of like a generational player, but like, um, would that, you know, would Iowa, you think be sustainable as a market too? Uh, maybe not immediately, but kind of down the road. Oh, uh, I mean, they've, I do, I guess they, they, ha they have got the Iowa wild. They've got the Waterloo, what is it? Blackhawks. So they, the Dubuque saints or whatever. So they've got some hockey down there. I just, I guess. I feel like there really isn't hockey outside of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't have youth programs and stuff like that, that I am at all knowledgeable about. So I think it would be, you know, for women's hockey, how important pulling the youth in is. I think maybe basketball is just a bigger sport in Iowa. And that's, I mean, the Hawkeyes just show out for any sport. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like they don't have hockey there. I know Iowa State has club hockey, um, but like you know, their two big schools don't have hockey even in an NCAA fashion. So I think it would be a harder draw um, than like say Wisconsin. Sure. Like I went era bread in Madison wearing a Whitecaps hat, and some man started talking to me about it. Like, hey your season's going pretty well, isn't it? And I was like, oh my, hello? <laughs> wow. Like, 
Yeah, so I I think Wisconsin, Michigan's a lot easier of a poll than Iowa. Okay. As far as women hockey is concerned especially yeah no and, and part of the the reason why i wanted to bring it up too is like i look at it i think of markets like that and i like i wonder because they don't have a pro team so i wonder if you put a pro team whether it's men women whatever like will people show up for it because it'd be like this is our pro team you know like um i look at the the utah jazz like that's the only pro team really in utah and like people show up for that and obviously the they have like this super rich owner and he's able to do all these promotion things and all that. And they're trying to get a, uh, an, an NHL team. And they're talking about like how all the, a lot of the winter sports uh, train and prepare for the Olympics. They're getting, they, I think they're getting the Olympics or they're trying to in like 2034 or whatever it was the the guy was saying, but it's like, that's like another market I think of like, like Utah and that's further West, obviously from, from Minnesota and, we would look at that like further down the line for expansion wise. But I wonder about like markets where you said like, there's no collegiate teams to kind of align with. There's no youth programs, but maybe you eventually go there and you can start to develop that. Like that's the ultimate goal, right? That's the ultimate grow the game, right? For sure. Like, um, Oh, her last name is escaping me. Um, Oh, Allie Lacombe out in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she played a little bit like, there was really no, especially girls like youth hockey program out there, and she's completely she's adult thing out there. Like, obviously, we don't have a team in Nashville either. I think that could be cool. But to your point, you know, you get enough hockey going out there with like the Preds, you can start to build programs like that and a fan base and a following. Yeah, and uh, you know, Allie, I know she's from Minnesota. You know her. Um, we know each other enough that, um, I think her and Brennan were on the same flight somewhere and like, we knew who each other were. I wasn't on the flight, but she was like, oh yeah, I know your girlfriend. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's I... older and she's a, a West Sider. She's a Eden Prairie kid. Um, so not a lot of interaction, but enough where we know who each other are okay uh i actually she worked at the hockey writers when i first started writing there one of the first couple of years i was there she wrote very briefly for us and then uh i remember seeing her at at uh nwhl tryouts in buffalo uh that was i guess before the second season um because i was up there coincidentally for the nhl draft as well and then she ended up playing a couple of games with Connecticut whale and um, was able to talk to her a couple of times for that. Uh, so yeah, she's like I said, she's a dog, like the, the stuff that she's done down there, like uh, the, the programs that she's got going on. Like, it seems like she's got her hand in, in everything. And like, that's, I, I look at that, that's growing the game, right? Like that's, that's the definition of, of what everybody's kind of, everybody says, but that's, that's it. Like, Yes. And and cool to see, like, you know, the Preds, obviously a big deal down there now, and they, they draw really, really oh. well. Like, they have their, their market, and um, they have a couple of pro teams, but, but they, they draw really well, and those fans are, like, diehard fans. It was that year they went to the finals. was really cool to see for them and, and all that and, and, and for, uh, for their success. Yeah, I think Brennan was on Broadway when they won. Oh, yeah? Oh, man. Yeah. 
Christopher Bauer at the time, the, the big scary B word. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was out there for work when they won. I was like, okay, that's casual. <laughs> good timing. Good timing. Uh, Mike Murphy at Dig Deep BSB asks, should koalas have zippers or buttons for their pouches? I think, you know, like a little glad lock, a little slidey thing. Oh, okay, the little, little slidey lock thing. Um, yeah. I, I would say like just like soft Velcro. Like it doesn't have to be like that, that like really hard plastic Velcro, but like soft Velcro. So it, it stays a little, little closed. Uh, what is the best brand of hockey tape? I'm going to defer to you on this one. You know, I had this conversation with my high schoolers the other day. I have not found a roll of two inch thick, you know, the goalie tape, if you will, mm -hmm. um, where the edge doesn't peel off. I mean, consistently I'll use like Howie's or Renfrew, um, but both of the edges peel off on that and it's just annoying. The edges are frayed and ugh. so, you know, if anybody's got a, a a brand that doesn't do that, just let me know. That's at Allie Morse, A-L-L-I-E-M-O-R-S-E, -E, no spaces. Uh, I'm going to take your word on that. That's definitely not my field, ex field of expertise. Uh, Mike also asks, cheese doodle or poof or cheese it? <laughs> so this is funny. You'll have to, if you ever run into Winnie, you'll have to ask her about um, Cheez-Its and the bubble. Okay. okay. Um, that was apparently the only thing I was really craving. <laughs> they were ordering like to go and I was like, anybody have Cheez-Its? Anybody got Cheez-Its? Um, I don't know what a cheese doodle is for the life of me, but I do also like a good cheese puff. You never had a cheese doodle? I have no idea what that is. Like, uh, you know, with Chester Cheetah, what, what's he, what does he have? Cheetos? He, he has doodles? He has doodles as well as Cheetos. Like macaroni and cheese shapes, but in Cheeto form? Uh, yeah. Like, like just, uh, they're just like, I don't know. They're like, uh, like little mini, I don't know. Cheese doodles. Never heard of cheese doodles. Just Google them. Everybody. I can't <laughs> believe people have never heard of cheese, cheese doodles. The cheese poofs, I think Mike was referring to, might be the, the cheese balls. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for a good cheese puff, poof ball, whatever. Those, those big jugs of them, right? Like everybody, I think everybody at one point is just kind of like, sit down and watch a movie and have a jug of cheese balls next to you. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, your fingertips are look like you just like uh, squeeze the crap out of an orange. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little orange mustache. If if you have uh, if, like me, if you have a mustache, you might have a little orange in it uh, from all the cheese. Um, I, I'm a I'm a I I go cheese doodles. I like cheese it's, but that's kind of like cracker. Uh, cheese doodles is, is more like a in the kind of bag of chips kind of category for me, uh, like the Cheetos. I can agree. What's that? I can agree with that. Yeah, I, 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 I love crackers, so I, I would go like cheese. Uh, I also am big big Ritz Ritz cracker fan. Uh, I like like to alternate every now and then. Um, can you hear then, me now? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, I thought I think my mic died. Uh oh. 
I was worried that one of my. All right. Well, we'll just we'll, we'll work through it. We're almost done. We're I can't believe we almost went an hour. Um, unfortunately, our guests are, I guess, not going to be able to join us, but we'll get them on at some other point. Uh, lastly, from Mike Murphy, what is the best cheese for a burger? Allie? Um, it depends on the kind of burger. I really like a good mushroom Swiss. Um, otherwise, I like a good, like, Colby Monterey Jack um, cheddar. I, I, cheese for me is like my potatoes. I don't often discriminate. <laughs> Just food. You're you're an equal opportunist when it comes to cheese. Uh, I mostly I, am too. Um, the question was, what is the best cheese? My preferable cheese for pretty much every sandwich I get is cheddar. Um, I'll do American every now and then, but um, I, I, I like the just sharp cheddar. Um, even even for like a like a, a cheese dip. Uh, uh, with cheddar there that way as well. So, um, all right. What else? We got a couple more questions. Uh, favorite Saturday morning cartoon growing up from Steph at Rennie Minestrone. Did you have a favorite uh, Saturday morning cartoon growing up? Um, I feel like I don't remember any in particular. I guess, but like probably anything on Cartoon Network. Like what is that? Like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, I don't know. Pretty much anything on Cartoon Network. Dexter's Lab. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, obviously, a little bit older. We didn't have Cartoon Network when I was a kid. Uh, growing <laughs> up, we just had kind of like, we had, uh, let's see, Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 11, and Channel 13. Uh, my favorite cartoons were probably like superhero stuff like Justice League or, um, even like some of the, the Spider-Man and friends, like, like those kind of cartoons, uh, I was also a huge Scooby-Doo fan. Uh, but those weren't really in the morning. I remember those more like come home from school, watch Scooby-Doo, get really hungry because all they do is eat like Scooby and Shaggy were just like the biggest stoners. They're like, Oh, let's, let's eat sandwiches. Let's eat this. Let's eat that. Like. So I would like come home from school, watch them eat a bunch of junk, and then kind of spoil my dinner um, to the chagrin of my mom. Um, and that was just kind of the circle of life. Uh, what if any changes, Steph? Excuse me, Steph also asked, "What if any changes would you make to each PWHL team to improve them?" Uh, we kind of went through the teams earlier. I think Boston and Toronto obviously need more scoring, just and just a little bit more consistency. Um, New York, uh, Ottawa in the middle of the pack. Um, they probably just need to, uh, New York feels like they've, they've scored their goals. It's, it's just a matter of like uh, a couple of breakdowns here and there. And, and it's, it's ended up costing them some games. Um, Minnesota probably needs, um, I don't know. What do you think Minnesota would need? You've, you've obviously watched more of their games than I have. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're top of the standings right now. I think if they can just stay consistent, um, I think they'll be all right. I think their depth is pretty good. Obviously, goaltending not an issue as far as how it's performing or depth. Um, I think they've 
maybe have they scored any power play goals? That might be, I guess, where they would want to tighten up. I know they've gotten a couple jailbreaks. Uh, so what, uh, I think some. what's uh, what's your thought on that? The jailbreak rule for those that don't know, if a team scores while shorthanded, the penalty is over, right? That's how it works. I kind of like it. It kind of forces, maybe not forces. It's still up to them, I guess, but encourages, if you will, the kill to be a little bit more aggressive in some instances with the hope of, you know, springing them free and not having to kill anymore. Um, And if they want to do something fun and different, I feel like I like that a lot better than like, oh, you can't ice the puck on the penalty kill or, you know, some of the other rules that they tried in Utica. I think this is probably the most fun and interesting that'll get you know, people that maybe don't necessarily follow the game a lot talking about it. Okay. What would you think if they went to, in addition to that, like if you score on the power play, the two, you, you still have the full two minutes because that's the way it used to be. in you know, old we're talking about like seventies NHL was like, you could score as many times as you want in those two minutes. That guy ain't coming out the box. Um, uh, that one's a lot more interesting. Like it kind of, I mean, obviously five minutes is different than two, but it kind of takes, it makes a two minute minor a little more severe. I guess it makes you kind of think twice before, you know, you hook someone, go for a little ride. Yeah. <laughs> you would, you would think, you would think, uh, you would think. But the reason they changed the rule was like the Montreal Canadians was so fucking good. I was just like, this is this is nonsense. You guys are scoring like five times in two minutes. We're stopping this shit. Like it's not not bad in the rest of the league because you guys you just you have all the best power play guys. Uh, I kind of I guess my thought as you started talking again is I guess if they want to increase scoring, which I don't think has really been a big issue yet. Um, that would probably be a way to do it. Obviously different than a even strength goal, but goals. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I feel like eventually I, I felt like the NHL was getting to that point where it was like, cause they're doing whatever they can to increase scoring. Um, and it seems like right now they don't have to go that way because the game has gotten so much more faster and skilled and, you know, the players are on a different level the way they, compete and train all year round like it's never like that so we're really truly seeing like the the top form of a lot of these guys uh, but that's that's one thing i was i know the goalies you probably don't want to see like fuck i don't want to see you on a power play for two minutes like if you score that's it it's over like because everybody's right. used to yeah all right, uh, let's see. Moving on, moving on, moving on as I scroll up. Uh, Jedi 2015 asks, Allie, spill the tea. Is Lev actually injured or is this salary, salary cap poop? Uh, I, I didn't see until I saw this. Um, and then I went and I looked at my emails that I hadn't looked at in a while. Uh, and uh, friend of the show, Amanda Levier, was placed on long-term injured reserve today. And Minnesota signed a gopher, I should know her name, uh, Boreen, right? Oh, Bobo. Yeah, Bobo's playing. Uh, they signed her to a 10-day, I think it was. Uh, she was with them, obviously, uh, practice squad or practice player, whatever they're, they're calling it. Uh, so what's, what's the 411 
Uh, what's up with Webb? Uh, well, without saying too much, as it is not my place, um, I don't think it's salary cap crap. Um, but it's not anything terribly concerning, I don't think. Okay, so we're not talking like uh, issues with. It's not a recurring issue, if you right. Will. That's kind of what I was gonna get. Without saying what it is, uh, it's not whatever was she was kind of dealing with at the end of last season or the last two seasons. No, and to respect love, that's where I'll leave it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. As long as it's not like uh, she has to go under the knife, I want to just want to make sure I don't have to send a like, "Hey, get well soon" text. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I don't like really pry in those kind of things. Um, I actually talked to her dad the other day. It was pretty cool. He just kind of texted me out of nowhere about like uh, the most random stuff, but I love that. Um, uh, also, can uh, I ask, do you have a nickname? Actual name is not a nickname. Well, your actual name is Allison. So Allie technically is a nickname, but do you have a nickname? Gone by my nickname my whole life. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I mean, pretty much like with, I mean, Al. You're, you're the dominant alley, it seems like, around when all the other alleys are around. It's like you're alley and everybody else is somebody else. Either that or Morse. I mean, Whitecaps, I got Morse a lot, but still named. So really, no, nothing fun. No, I don't even know. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just like, like my Twitter name, just my name. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, also asked me, uh, my thoughts on Echo. Uh, Echo is the most recent Marvel Disney plus show. Uh, they did the interesting. They did the full drop, uh, all five episodes at once. So you can binge it. Um, I watched the first two or three one day and then the, the remaining ones the next day. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, found out really quick though. It's one of those shows where you kind of have to pay attention. Um, I have a habit, like I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this, um, where I'm watching something, but I have my face in my phone <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching slash listening um, and maybe have one eye on my phone and one eye on the screen or, especially if it's something I've watched before, but sometimes even with new shows, like I'll, okay, like this might be a slow part. Let me look down at my phone. There was a notification, whatever. Uh, well, Echo is a deaf character. So there was a lot of sign language and subtitles. Um, so I quickly, quickly realized, oh shit, like I, I think I missed something. I have to rewind here. Uh, and But it was kind of actually nice to, the episodes were what, like 35, 40 minutes long each. Like, so it was kind of nice to put my phone down and, and just kind of, um, enjoy something. Uh, really like the, the storytelling. i I'm a huge daredevil slash Kingpin, all those kind of characters fan, those street level characters. Um, I love that they used daredevil in the first episode and then we didn't see him again because they didn't need him to be in, as a part of the story. Uh, it was cool to see them kind of cross paths. I was kind of curious how they were going to communicate, being she's deaf and he is blind. Um, so, and I think at one point he says something to her, and I'm like, "Buddy, she she can't hear a fucking thing you're saying." Uh, but they communicated just kicking and punching each other, and they had a really cool comic booky fight where it was obviously very well choreographed and. Um, 
and it was one of those kind of the scene maybe lasted a minute, two minutes, and then it was that was the end of Daredevil. Uh, and that was good because it's her show. I didn't want it to kind of all be about her. And obviously, Kingpin played a big role. Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, great actor, really like dives into that role 100%. Um, a uh, huge fan of his and, and the way he portrays that. So uh, I, I loved that show. I, I, overall, as a whole, I thought it was really good. There were a lot of like laugh out loud moments and kind of like, oh, shit moments. And um, again, it's a comic book show. So some stuff was like, really? Like, but, you know, it's a comic book show. So it's you have to take those kind of things with a, a grain of salt. Um, your question, with Daredevil Fall of Grace on the horizon, has there been too much Kingpin already? Um, I'm, I'm fine with as much Kingpin as they want to give us. Um, it seems like their recent announcements, uh, they're filming the, the new Daredevil show that's going to come out at the beginning of next season, next year, I believe. Um, and it seems like it's, it's now become season four of the Netflix show, which would be fine by, by, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I will say the echo made me start to rewatch daredevil from the netflix show like i maybe a week after i was like hey you know what like i haven't watched that in a while let me go back and rewatch that and and not actually watch it while i look at my phone um <laughs> I, I did that actually the last couple of nights uh like, like oh, i know this part like I, I can look i could scroll through twitter and see what's going on um but yeah I, overall i enjoyed it i thought uh uh cox i hope i didn't spell uh, say her name wrong um, phenomenal actress as, as from what I think I read um, she hasn't done a lot of acting before like Echo was in, in Hawkeye was kind of her first big role um, so oh, that's awesome I'm sure it's a huge inspiration to um, uh, people who, who are also deaf like to, to see that to see them kind of represented um, the technology that they showed with Kingpin kind of being able to communicate with her I thought was uh, really creative. I hope that's something that, that kind of ends up being a possibility. I, I'm sure it was just made up for TV, but um, maybe down the line that, that ends up happening. But overall, great show. Sorry I rambled too much about that stuff for everybody that's here for hockey stuff. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Tough Paul podcast uh, replied to my earlier comment. I was asking, was it Northeastern that won the, the bean pot? And Allie didn't know because we were just like, I don't know. <laughs> there we I got a reply uh MPP was looks like she's reluctantly wearing a northeastern sweatshirt so I'm going to guess that northeastern won and and beat uh her team so uh, uh Jedi 2815 asked Ali Morse is there a Minnesota version of the bean pot to my knowledge no but that would be pretty cool are there four teams in Minnesota? Obviously, that's a little different than having four teams in Boston, but like Bemidji, Duluth, Minnesota, Mankato. Am I missing someone? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, between Mankato and Bemidji, it's a little bit of a haul, but. Um, Bemidji, Bemidji think, is really far, right? That's north? Yeah. It's, it, it's about four four hours north of the cities. It's not terribly far, but I mean, Mankato's probably 90 minutes south of the cities. So, I mean, 
give or take six hours. Okay. Yeah. I, my brain is just like full of junk information and useless knowledge. I, I <laughs> vaguely remember uh, Kelly Schultz, who used to call the Whitecaps games. Uh, yes. Uh, she would make that drive from to and from Bemidji because she, she came yeah. there. And, and I one probably saw one tweet like six years ago or something like that about the the distance and i was like huh and for some reason that just stuck in my head uh, yeah it's, it's a haul and it's i mean it's not like you're driving anywhere populated it's like you know you get an hour and a half to two hours north and it's just sticks you don't probably have cell service for half the drive no no uh that's those are the, the spots on the map where verizon has like it's not pink it's white <laughs> Yep. Northern Minnesota, that's where all their gaps are. Uh, this is uh, Around the Rink. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We, again, surprisingly, went an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, we didn't think we were going to last 30 minutes uh, without a guest, but somehow that an hour and 10 minutes just flew by. So we're going to answer Daisy's questions, and then we're going to say goodnight. Uh, Carly Jackson was, was, uh, hoping to join us tonight. She said she would try and make it, obviously couldn't. Um, but when we exchanged text, uh, it was kind of like agreed upon, like, if not tonight, then definitely soon. I kind of want to catch up on how things have been going as kind of the third goaltender, just not getting a lot of action. Wonder what that's kind of what that vibe and mindset is like. Obviously, the vibe's always high with CJ. So, uh, we'll hopefully, in the next couple of uh, days, weeks, uh, we'll catch up with, with CJ. Uh, Daisy on the ice asks if you could pick an out of market city for next year's All Star Game, which would it be? Um, I think we had a couple of really good suggestions. I like the idea of having it at at uh, maybe at Little Caesars. Um, really brand new rink right uh big big uh big market and yeah i think that would be a good test to see how michigan shows up for women's hockey and and if you get the red wings to partner up with like the red wings are obviously a, a super well-known brand and, and franchise uh, i think that's a, a win-win um Hell, maybe you do like an outdoor something at, at Michigan Stadium. Like, um, you have doubt, and you know, I know players don't want to go to the All Star game to begin with. And now we're throwing them outside in the middle of uh, Michigan in the middle of January. But, um, you know, you got to kind of maybe think outside the box a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm at the point, and maybe it's, it's kind of me being older, um, where like most sports, especially hockey. I don't really pay attention to all-star game stuff anymore. Um, but I feel like that it's not geared for me. It's geared towards a younger audience. Um, what are your thoughts? You, you watch the NHL all-star game with the, the six or whatever, five, three on three games that they play. Yes. I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't really pay much attention to it. Um, I did get to go to the all-star game and festivities when it was in Minnesota, probably in like Oh three. Um, but yeah, truthfully, I don't, I don't know if it's because my life is busier now or what, but I truly don't 
pay much mind to it. Yeah, like I said, for me, it, it started to lose me with the three-on-three games where it was like, okay, this team just played that team, and then now this team's playing that team. And by the end of the day, you've watched like four or five mini games, but it's it's to me like three on three isn't a real game like i don't know it's it's more like an arcade game or something like that and i get it's the idea is goals right you want to see goals it's screw the goalies we don't care if they have to go side to side we want to see goals right i mean even i you know they get punished if they don't go but then you see how sandy got hurt today and well those are the kind of saves you got to make in three on three yeah yeah it's it's tough um, and then, yeah, like you said, the players, if they, they say they don't want to go, it's like, oh, like this guy doesn't care about the game. Like, it's like, no, maybe he's like, maybe his legs falling off or his meniscus <laughs> partially torn and he just wants to fucking go to a beach for two days or something. <laughs> like, right. um, you know, and, and like my thing has always been, and, and I tried to get it to happen at the the phf slash nwhl level where it was like i love the the skills competition like growing up that was even when i liked the all-star games or or watched them not liked but i would watch the all-star games but it was always the skills competition it was like is somebody going to be uh four for four in the accuracy thing like is is you know again dating myself is ally afraidy gonna have like the hardest slap shot is the dano chara gonna have the hardest slap shot like those are the the big moments for me, but I always thought it should be like it should be the the best at those things. It shouldn't be the the best of the all stars. Like, yeah, this guy can shoot, you know, four out of four. This guy is the fastest skater, but is he really the fastest skater in the league? Like, I always thought like, and and I don't know if the Wild did it, but I know a lot of teams in Canada would do like these. Um, um skills competition days where it's like a, a ten dollar admission into the rink um the players are all out there with like you know they're in their uniforms but they have like backwards hats on or or whatever toques bandanas whatever they want to wear sunglasses cowboy hats like who cares like but you go out and you have kind of like team friendly competitions faster skater accuracy um the the breakaway stuff the hardest shot and then send you know, every team's fastest skater, every team's hardest shot to the all-star to compete in the skills, like have a true best of best on best. Like that's kind of, and I wish they would have done it. Like, even if they just did just like, and with the NHL teams, obviously don't send the, you know, the Ottawa center senators aren't sending their 13th forward to the all-star game. If he's the skater. Like <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Like nobody knows who that guy is, but, I felt like in, in women's hockey, you could have done those, uh, you know, whatever, what were the tickets? $20 to get in for a game, $10 admission, um, obviously post game or post skate, like autograph session, photos, all that shit, like sign photo to everybody that comes. Um, and you just kind of put it on a show for everybody and you have kids walk away and be like, wow, that was pretty cool. Like um, I went to a couple of, uh, I went to the AHL all-star game, um, that was the only time I went to an, an all-star game kind of uh, thing. Um, a couple of years ago when it was in Lehigh Valley slash Allentown. Uh, awesome arena. It's like state-of-the-art for like an AHL rink. And again, would be an awesome place, I think, to put a women's team. Um, great uh, team backing to partner with. Like they always draw very well. Um, but I got to go to that all-star game and the skills competition was great because 
they actually removed the glass and my friend uh um ashley uh she had season tickets and they were like right on the glass so we, we were sitting kind of you know we went to a couple of games uh, and we'd sit right there on, on the glass but for the skills they took they actually took the glass out so like you could really see the players and then like they did a, a post game kind of autograph signing thing where they just came over to everybody and it was um pretty cool to see and then they have to kind of grow the game right it's it's ahl it's not it's not nhl it's not very well known guys um but i saw like a lot of guys that are in the nhl now and like um it, it's pretty cool to, to see i think tristan jari was at a the penguins goalie uh um and and uh uh somebody that they uh, a couple of people might know uh linus allmark with with the uh, boston he was there with he was with the um Rochester uh, Americans uh, Buffalo he was Buffalo uh, property at the time but uh, really cool to see those kind of guys and and up close and personal and I think like the for the PWHL like if somebody's listening and you have the ear of somebody like it's I feel like it's an easy selling point and you know yeah it's sort of a little bit of a cash grab if you but you're not charging fans full price like yeah, make it super kid friendly. I know they they push everything on kids, like, and and you have to market to adults too. But like, those kind of things, I feel like you could market to kids, and it'll actually, like I said, if it was me growing up, I would have been like, oh man, this is so cool to like, um, see see my favorite team kind of friendly compete against each other. And you don't want anybody to get hurt. Like, and I, that's always the thing I think of too with the players. It's like. I felt bad for Ali Dunstrom. It's like, we all wanted her to do the fastest skater. It's probably like, dude, I'm so fucking banged up right now. <laughs> and these motherfuckers want me to fucking do the fastest skater again. Like, y'all know I'm fast. <laughs> exactly. Watch her fly up the wing every game. Yeah. But we need to watch her take one hard lap. Yeah. One. Just, just, you gotta bust your ass. Like, And she's like, come on. Um... <laughs> Daisy, I'm sorry, go back to Daisy's questions. Uh, if you could design a women's hockey-related video game, what would that look like? Um, I haven't played the EA Sports games in a while. Um, they're pretty much all the same, I guess. Um, I think it would have to kind of be similar to that. I'm not smart enough to figure that stuff out. I loved um, playing those games growing up, and I feel like it was a simpler time, and we were just kind of like, yeah, great, like... <laughs> It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to actually look like the player's face. Like I think some some of that kind of uh, maybe a little too much, um, and some of the other stuff isn't paid enough attention to in some of those games. But what do I know? I've been playing the same college football games since 2013. So, <laughs> um, but they also discontinued that game as well. So uh, that's kind of the only one we have. Uh, Daisy also asked, "It's January 24th. Do I need to take the wreath off my door? It's fun and pretty." I'm not a homeowner. Allie is. I'm going to refer to you, Allie. Um, if it looks like Christmas, maybe. If it just looks like a pretty wreath and winter, no. Leave it up. I got a... I was going to say Christmas tree, but it's just a tree-shaped red and white striped pillow. I still have that out, but I'll have to post a picture of Bear. He snuggles up with this pillow so cute that I just can't get myself to put it away. And you know what? January is winter. So if you can pull it off as winter versus Christmas, 
I say leave it. There you go. I would say, you know, the, the next uh, holiday is what, like, I guess, Valentine's Day. I don't know if, who considers that a holiday or if you do or don't. Um, I would say winter, you know, you can kind of leave those things up, wreaths, as long as it's not like uh, flashing with Christmas lights every night. Um, I, I live in an apartment complex, so I don't have anything hanging on my front door. Um, and my my neighbor puts up like these little things hanging on the, the door handles every now and then, but uh, that's really it. So uh, for Allie, uh, also from Daisy, which skater you have you played with that is a secret goalie in their heart? Uh, who would you pick as an e-bug while you played together? Oh, geez. Oh, um, you know, I gotta go between two, uh, Boo and Thundy. Um, if you've ever watched them play consistently, they often end up on the goal line trying to block shots if you end up in a scramble. <laughs> so I would I would go, I think, you know, those are two players that'll do whatever it takes to keep the puck out of the net. You throw some goalie pads on them. Boo might be a little bit tiny for that job, but, the you know, she's got the heart of a lion in there. Sometimes it's just the size of the dog or the fight in the dog. You yeah, know? I, I would not bet against Boo, uh, even though she's tiny. Uh, and and your point to, about Dundee, um, she's on, on the ice in front of both creases, like, all the time. Correct. <laughs> for as fast as she is, for as fleet of foot as she is, she ends up on the ice an awful lot. And it's like, I don't know if it's, People grabbing, hooking, holding, uh, skates getting tripped up, all, all the above. Uh, but she, I think she's too fast for her feet sometimes. <laughs> I think that's possible too. It's really, I mean, uh, it's it's weird to talk about it in the past tense, um, but like watching her play uh, ice level, as I was fortunate to do at uh, all, pretty much all the games that I've, I've watched her play. Um, but particularly at, at um, when she played in Jersey at, at the, uh, the Devils practice rink, um, some of the angles that I kind of watched her go from uh, one end of the ice to the other end of the ice, it's like, it doesn't look like she's going very fast at all sometimes, but you can also see the panic in the, in the like, the opponent's faces when she's skating out. <laughs> yeah, you look up and you Oh, oh, panic is the right word, but like seriousness, like oh shit, like this is happening right now. I got, I'm, what am I doing? Like, where am I? You know, how am I defending this right now? Uh, really cool, and as as I said, I'm very fortunate to to be able to be in those positions to see things like that. And um, there was one game, uh, the last season they played at at that rink. Uh, you were with the team, I think. As the equipment, maybe still. Um, I'm trying to remember. That was the the year everybody still had to wear masks. Oh, I was still playing then. If we had to wear masks, um, I think you. I think you were like helping with the equipment. Um, that was like the game where, um, where Lev was hurt, and then. Jenna was hurt or sick or something, and they had, uh, they had signed some goalie. She had, like, red, red and white pads or something. I can't think of a name. Great. 
Ray Blasey? Yes. Yes. So that game. Oh, we had a very large busing and airport. Yes, yes you guys. I, when I left that day, you guys were all sitting in the lobby still, um, because the the bus was well, there was two buses or something like that. And one of I, that's the day Jenna's sticks got thrown away. Yes, yes, that was that infamous <laughs> trip, right? So, uh, Allie, I think Dundee was hurt going into that game, or or you know it was the end of the season, so she was obviously hurt. She was banged up. Um, but then she fell in one of those games. She fell pretty hard, and I was like, "Oh, like she's done. Like there's no way she's coming back." Comes back in the game, and then has like this end-to-end rush where it was like, it was <laughs> unreal. It was it was you know like peak peak Thunstrom like end-to-end jersey flowing in the wind, cutting in, cutting out, uh, defender kind of getting their legs crossed up. Um, I don't think she scored. She might have scored. Cuts to the net, gets a, like a clean shot, like. You see the the defenders like kind of like raking at her, but not actually like catching her, like just kind of catching air. Um, and it was just like um, amazing. It's like she clearly had a high ankle sprain or something of that ilk. Um, oh, yeah, it was something like right. That. And and it was just like Obviously she's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then like after the game, she's like, ah, you know, like I, I played pretty horrible today. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, um. But that's kind of like all all people who are really good or great at things like they don't accept like goodness. Like it has to be like you have to be great at everything, and um, that's kind of why they are the way they are. Uh, mm-hmm. That is kind of where we're gonna end it and wrap it up because we're almost at an hour and a half, and uh, I don't think anybody should really listen to just me and Allie talk for an hour and a half. Although it was really fun. Um, I'm, I'm honored if, if you make it to the end of this hour and a half of us just kind of rambling. I probably, you probably could have skipped uh, to 15 minutes to talk about Marvel stuff. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, Allie, do you have any final words? No. No. All right. You were, you were ready for, the, for that that time. Uh, <laughs> Um, Monday night, um, I'll be back here. I don't know what Allie's schedule is. I should have asked you before we recorded this. Um, but I'm going to, uh, have Amber Moore on, uh, former Riveter played the first season. She was involved in ball hockey for a while too. And that was something I didn't bring up that I wanted to give them a shout out. A lot of former, uh, PHF and WHL girls are, uh, playing ball hockey for Team USA. You might've seen me or Mike Murphy or a couple other people repost them. Uh, Elena Orlando, uh, Sarah Houston, Brooke Olaco, um, a couple others. I'm, I'm forgetting. Haley Frey played for a little bit. She's not playing right now. But Who did? She was a Haley Frey. Right, Haley Frey. She was a moment. Uh, yeah, so they're they're all kind of like I guess they're pretty much funded by donations and stuff like that. So I uh, wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, a- Amber was a part of that. Um, after she stopped playing hockey, she's, uh, living in DC, plays a lot of rec hockey. Um, I think she's working with a Senator or Congress person. Um, I might have that wrong. I I don't think I do though. Uh, but we'll get the answers to that and more on Monday with Amber Moore. Are you going to be around for that? You think Monday night, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we'll figure out a time and then, uh. I think she's she cleared her schedule for us for that night. So 
Fancy. So we'll be able to. There's no Monday Night Football. I don't. I don't have any devil stuff that night. So uh, we'll find a time that works for all of us, and we'll be back Monday night. Um, my name is Dan Rice. You can find me here in the Twitterverse at D Rice Hockey or Doctor Ice Hockey. Uh, my co-host is Allie Morris. You can find her at Allie Morris. Um, please subscribe to our wonderful podcast. And bonus, if you subscribe to this one, you get subscribed to all the Ice Garden podcasts. Um, because you can only subscribe to the Ice Garden as a podcast thing. So, page. Uh, technically, we don't have our own page, but we're all in the family, so it's all good. Um, you get our podcast. You get Alyssa and Maya, as I said, the two and weekly recaps of PWHL. A lot shorter than this, which ended up being an hour and a half. Um, but please subscribe to that. Subscribe to the Ice Garden. Uh, we really appreciate that and, and everybody that supported us. It's been just about an, an actual calendar year since we found out that um, the Ice Garden was getting dropped by our former uh, employers, I guess. And now we're fully independent. Thanks to everybody that listens to this show and everybody that donated and supported the Ice Garden. Um, that's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, Allie, you did a great job tonight. As always, you get better and better every time we do this. We Hey, two weeks in a row, we just bullshitted for an hour and a half, and uh, it went pretty quick again, right? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I hope you hear that. <laughs> I did hear that. Uh, so thanks to everybody who tuned in again. Uh, as I like to say, uh, do something nice for somebody. Uh, be nice to somebody. You never know. could change their life. Uh, they could be having the worst day in their world, uh, in their world, and uh, just... Um, doing something nice or saying something nice might change that for them. So um, thanks again to everybody for listening. Uh, have a good night, and we'll see you on the other side.